Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rhema Word of Faith, the Word Church. Again, we want to just welcome you. Uh, And Richard, I want to talk about today uh, the purpose of this broadcast, Faith on Fire. And originally we we thought of this broadcast uh, to ignite people's faith on fire. And again, we we honed in on the word faith. And I guess fire means it's exploded. So uh, I'm going to start in the book of Romans, chapter 1, verse 16. And again, we want to reemphasize. The Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. But those who come to him must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And over in Mark 11, 22, Jesus said, have faith in God. And there's three places in the New Testament where he says, the just shall live by faith. So, and then it says, and then Habakkuk as well. But I'm going to start at Romans chapter 1, verse 16. And Paul writes, and we should be saying this as well, because the word of God is always good, and it's always giving birth to new facets of revelation. It never wears out. It endures forever. And we're God's people today, so this applies to us. And we should make this declaration as well. Verse 16, chapter 1, verse 16, Romans. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Notice it's the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. See, it'll work. The power of God will work for everyone who believes. To the Jew first, because he revealed himself to the Jewish people first. Also for the Greeks, that includes us. Verse 17, for in it, in, in what? The gospel of Christ, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. And when we say that's faith, that's by the spirit, the word, the truth, the truth of God's word. We as Christians should be living by that and not up just the parts we want to pick and choose from. It's the full gospel. It's from Genesis to Revelation. We should live by the word of God because in Thessalonians, it says the word of God works powerful, works mighty in those who believe. And God wants us to believe his word and have faith, confidence, trust in his word. And he talks about in Matthew, his word is called the word of the kingdom. Remember, thy kingdom come. Well, first we say, our father who are in heaven, (laughs) hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Notice he didn't say pray somebody else's kingdom would come, but his kingdom would come and his will will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. So again, he says, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. That's us. We should be living by every word that goes forth out of the word and Jesus said it man should not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God and I tell people all the time when you get saved when you get born again of course you got to receive Jesus Lord and Savior because he is the door you come through him first because no man comes to the father except through the son he's the truth the way and the life the door 
Well, you get saved, you get born again, and you come just as you are. You don't have to clean yourself up first. You just come on in because Jesus paid for all of that at Calvary. That's been paid for past, present, and future sins. He took all of our sins and nailed them to the cross, it says in Colossians. So you come as you are. And from the next point, and we need to teach this as ministry leaders, the next we follow up, follow the footsteps of Jesus. What did he do? He got baptized. We get baptized. Scripture says when he got baptized, the heavens opened up, and there was a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. I believe when we follow those same steps, heavens open up for us, and that's said right. in All heaven. All heaven rejoices. All heaven rejoices. In our name at that point, actually at the point of getting saved, gets written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That means you're in. And I believe God doesn't erase that name unless you renounce him. <laughs> he doesn't erase you out of there because you made a mistake because you committed a sin. He's like, he don't say I'm done with you and erase you're your name out of the book. Yeah, you know, I erase you today, but oh, back in the yeah, back. No, no, it don't work like that. It's forever. And then here's the last part, and we talk about it on this broadcast, because this is what's going to ignite your faith on fire and allow you to live by faith. You got to do the Romans too. Be you first of all, he said, don't be conformed to this world. So you got to realize you're not in the world, but you're not of the world. You're in the kingdom now. So he said, don't be conformed to this world, but now your responsibility is to start to be transformed by the renewing of your mind and the only thing that's going to renew our minds brother richard is the word of god and that's what he means the gesture live by faith faith in god's word because god and his word are like wet and water you can't separate them i can't separate you from your word if you say you'll be there at a certain time i'm going to put some faith in that some trust same thing with god so we have to be transformed by renewing our mind that allows us to live by faith because we're renewing our mind to the word of god so now that's why we call ourselves believers. We, we believe the word of God, not what the circumstances or the facts says, because the word of God is truth. And I came to find out that truth is the highest form of reality. So let God be true and every man be a liar. And we have to stand on his word, and allow his word to work in us. And that's going to take some time because most of us get, get saved till we're 30, 40 years old. So we got 40 years of not only we got the sin nature from Adam, but we got 40 years of world programming. <laughs> well, see, and even if a person's younger, let's say a person's 18 or 20, they've still had 18 or 20 years. So they'd have to be 40 for, before they had as much time in the kingdom of God as they had in the kingdom right, of the world. to get transformed. So now we have to be transformed by the renewing our mind that that's a daily that's a every day it's not a yeah i've already been transformed i'm done i took that class i'm done no because god's word is constantly giving I birth got saved i'm all set now no 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 you gotta now you gotta grow up in christ jesus and find out who you are in christ so and that's gonna take some time i equate it to when you bring a baby home from the hospital yeah I use the that work isn't too. over no. it's just started Nobody so, brings the baby home, lays it in the crib, says, we're all done. Huh? We're all done. Just let him lay over here by himself. He'll take care of himself. It was, no, it doesn't work that way. That's when the work starts. That's when the baby begins to grow up and mature. And he has to be trained. Right. Scripture even says train up a child. And you don't just leave them on their own. No, and just like us. Now we get saved. We got to get connected to a good Bible-based ministry. Because in Ephesians 4, he said he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping or perfecting of the saints that they may grow up into the fullness of Christ to start looking like and acting like Jesus. So now you have to, you can't just say I got saved and then you go about your merry way. You got to connect to a, a congregation, to a ministry leader, because you need to be taught just like a baby. It needs a parent, some parents. You need to be taught by 
the people God has appointed and anointed and called. You can't, I hear Christians all the time, oh, I don't go to church, I just do my thing at home. Oh, okay, well, you're out of order now, because the scripture said he gave his son to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, and pastors and teachers for, to equip you. So God placed an anointing on ministry leaders for the sheep. And then maybe, and as you grow up, then you're going to find out what your call is, because your call may be to the fivefold ministry on the priest side, or it could be in the business side, on the king side. But everybody has a part in the body. Like, look at our body. Every part of my body has a function. It has a purpose. Well, that's what he says in Romans chapter 12. Everybody is in an eye. Everybody is in the foot. Everybody is in the hand. And the foot doesn't say to the hand, hey, I don't need you. Or the right. eye say to the ear, I don't need you. So once we start finding out what our purpose is in the body, then we can, and we're gifted to do that too, what, what we're called to do. And that's when the body of Christ functions as God intended it to. So you can't be a rebel Christian now doing your own thing, uh, not under any covering. You're just a maverick. You well, know? he says, do not forsake the gathering together yourselves. And he also says the devil goes about like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. Right. Anybody who's ever watched an animal show or watched a lion on TV, what they do Catch is the they, one off by they itself. get the weakest one. They get an old one. They get a young one. They get a sick one. But they get one off by itself. When you're watching National Geographic, or I don't care what the show is, and you see a lion get one off by itself, you know that one's done. I mean, you can turn the channel because you know that one is done. Once it gets by itself, well, that's what the devil likes to do with people. Get them off by themselves, and then he can work on them at his leisure. Right. Telling them lies about nobody cares about you, nobody loves you, nobody's concerned about you, not even God cares whether you're here well, Basically, or not. he takes them captive to do his will. Right. Because he's got you all along because you don't have the support system. You don't have the rest of the body strengthening you. And, and when you hear his lies over and over and over and there's no nothing against it, then you begin to believe him. Hmm. As, when you said that, I just thought, thought about Adam and Eve in the garden. Satan came to Eve when she was by herself. By herself. Yeah, she he didn't, didn't come to her when she was with Adam. Right, because the Bible says one can put a thousand to flight, two can put... 10,000. And he didn't show up when they were both talking to God. Right. As they went about the garden doing. See there? He showed up when she was by herself. Boy, the Holy Spirit is sharp. So anyway, again, we're just going to talk about the purpose of this broadcast. It's to ignite believers' faith on fire and people that want to get born again. We teach the gospel with simplicity We, because we understand that God desires that no man should perish, but all may come to have eternal life. That's why he said, Back in this scripture, verse 16, uh, for everyone who believes. And, and again, that's all you have to do to be redeemed, reconciled, and restored back to God is believe. Believe on who? His son, Jesus Christ. Scripture says in 1 John that this is the command that you believe on the name of Jesus and love one another. Ooh, he just said, believe on the name of Jesus, love one another. You fulfill the law then. And that's really simple, especially for Christians, because we got to continue to believe on the name of Jesus. And that's what's going to transform us. That's what's going to allow our faith to grow is we keep confidence in him. Remember, he, Jesus, is the author and the finisher of our faith because he's our Lord and Savior. He's well, our elder brother. People hear all the time, the righteous shall live by faith. That is not just a New Testament idea. That is an Old Testament idea. Yeah, it's in Habakkuk. It, it's through the whole Bible that the righteous shall live by faith. It was never intended that the righteous would live by the law. The righteous shall always live by faith. 
And, you know, you read here that they'll never be ashamed. Later on in Romans chapter 10, he says basically this exact same thing, where the scripture saith, whoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. And then that same chapter, verse 13, for whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So mm -hmm. we call upon the name of the Lord, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, and you shall be saved. And everybody who does that will be saved. You will not ever be ashamed. As I read that scripture, there's a, there's a number of things there, but primarily when I read that and hear that, is you never have to worry again about, is he going to change his mind? Whoever believes on the Lord will be saved. You don't ever have to be ashamed of him. You don't have to be ashamed of the gospel, but you also don't have to worry about being ashamed of the choice you've made. Sometimes people make more out of it than you need to in the sense God's never going to change his mind. Right. He's never, turning his love for us. He's never going to get, you're never going to stand before him and say, you know what? You know what, Vince? I know that I said there that it's about faith, but just for you today, it's going to be about works. And you know what? You didn't do enough. You're out. Right. No, he's never going to change his mind about how salvation is going to occur. It is always by faith. It was by faith before. It is by faith now. It will always be by faith. We don't need to be ashamed. We don't need to be worried that somehow God's going to change his mind and that we are going to be out because we didn't do enough works. And then somebody might say, well, it says over in Galatians, well, faith without works is dead. Well, again, you got to get an understanding or a revelation of what he's saying there. Faith, saying you have faith without corresponding action to the word of God is dead. Faith is going to lead you. Right. Saving faith will lead you into works. Right, because right. our, our labor, our works is in the word of God. Again, with the heart one believes. We just got to keep hearing it because it comes by hearing it, receiving it, and, and believing it. That increases your faith. You just keep believing it. Keep believing it. Keep receiving it. Keep basically feeding on it. Remember, feed your faith. Start your, starve your doubt. And here's the deal. Whatever you feed the most is going to get the strongest. So if you keep feeding on the word of God, which you're feeding your faith, that's what's going to get bigger and stronger. So again, I see a lot of Christians, they're void of the word of God. They don't have any word in them. They claim, you know, yeah, I, I know God, I believe in God, but you don't really have any trust in them because to know God is to know his word. Well, see, you can believe in God and not put faith in Jesus Christ. Right. There are all kinds of religions around the world that say they believe in God, but they don't put their faith well, in well, Jesus. Well, and, and you can say you believe in God, but don't really have faith in him because you don't know what he said he said you're you're a stranger okay you're if you're a stranger to your covenant you're without hope the covenant is the promises of god which he wants us to lay hold to and he's the same yesterday today and forevermore i was speaking to with a brother today he grew up in the jehovah's witness church and he he holds that against himself but he was saying uh he was watching the movie moses this morning and he was like, wow, look what God did. He turned that sea to blood. Wow, look at all those frogs. He was just, it was a movie about Moses. So I was telling him, you know, don't just look at that like a movie. Look at it to get some understanding. Because that same God is still able to come against your enemies today. And he has some health issues. And I was telling him, and that same God can heal you today. And his reply was, well, that was back then. God doesn't do that anymore. That was for them people. And I'm like... Does God get old and his, his power is gone? 
He just told us in Romans, it is the power of God unto salvation to those who believe. So basically, he was saying, I'm watching this movie, but I, I don't really believe that's good for today. God can't do that anymore. Right. This is just a good movie to watch. And yet, God says that he's the same today, yesterday, today, and forever. And, and back, Jesus said, have faith in God or have the God kind of faith. Believe God. Believe God can do a miracle in your situation. That's what it. But see, this this is where people got to get though. They got to actually believe it. I, that's I'm it. One of he those, said. I'm one of these <laughs> weird people who actually believes that God means what He says. Well, so that that's what God, faith is. When God says it, I actually believe it. So when you read a scripture that says that my God shall supply all your needs according to His riches in glory in Christ Jesus, I actually believe that. Well, you when the Bible says that that He is able to do more than we can ask or even imagine. I actually believe that. Well, you better believe it because... Uh, well, there's a lot of Christians running around, you know, I know. as well as I do. I that know. They know the Bible says that, but they don't, they're not sure that God really meant it. Okay, well, here's a prime example. Again, having faith in God and building up your faith. Because Jesus said this, and I know we understand this without even Jesus saying it. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trials and tribulations. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. There's so many scriptures that talks about trials and tribulations, persecutions going through it. So whether you're a Christian or not, you're still going to have life adversity. It's going to happen. But now here's faith on fire right here. Here's that you prove that you trust the Lord with all your heart. James chapter 1, verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Now somebody who has faith on fire, they're going to do this. They didn't just hear this and say, oh, yeah, that's a pretty scripture. They're going to realize when they're going through various trials, they're going to now count it all joy. Well, they're going to count it all joy because they have understanding that the joy of the Lord is my strength. I've been feeding on God, and I know that he always causes me to triumph. He always gives me the victory. And then I got all these Old Testament examples of how he delivers people. Well, see, and then yeah. when you follow those verses down, he, he actually goes through why you can count it all joy because he's going to use it for your good. And, and, and so... We read it, count it all joy when you face tribulations. Count it all joy when you face tribulations unless you lose your job. Count it all joy when you face tribulations unless your car breaks down. No, he doesn't. There's no unless. Yeah, you know, it's unless. count it all joy this, when you face this tribulations. This is where I was going because you were saying, you know, you got to believe. And, and you got to believe all the time. You can't be leaving on you can't Monday. Pick and choose. Yeah, you can't believe on Monday and doubt on Tuesday. And this young man well, you I was can, talking to, this, well, 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 it ain't going to work in the kingdom. <laughs> it ain't working, guys. Uh, but this, you can do that. And this is why we see so many Christians live a defeated life. And why so many people are Christians are on a roller coaster because their faith isn't, they, it isn't always there. Well, and that's what I was telling the young man this morning because he's like that. He's wishy-washy. He's double-minded because he was just, he was giving a praise report how the Lord blessed him financially after he messed up his money. And I told him, okay, I want you to keep that consistency with that praise report next week because I know you, you're praising God and acknowledging him one day, and then two days later, you're acknowledging the adversity again. You, you, you're double-minded. you got to stay consistent. If you believe, you believe all the way through. You believe from the beginning to the end. You believe in the midst of trials and tribulations. That's why he said count it all joy when you go through it. But I want to read verse 4. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking none. If anyone you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives liberally and without reproach, and it will be given him. This is what I wanted to get to, verse 6. But let him ask in faith. In faith mean with confidence, with assurance. 
trust in him. Look, with no doubting. So asking faith with no doubting. No doubting means I'm straight ahead. I'm coming asking with confidence. Look, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let that man not suppose that he will receive anything from God, from the Lord. For he is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. And that uh, is an example of the person I was talking to today. They're on and they're off. They're on and off. You got to be consistent, steadfast in the Lord. That's what faith on fire means. Regardless of what it looks like, I'm still going to trust God. The children of Israel had to do that as God was leading them out of Egypt. Well, God knew what he was going to do. They didn't. But And God won't reveal to you how he's going to do it. Your job is to just trust that he's going to do it. We want to use right, intellect now. Yeah, we want to use intellect now and figure out, well, how's God going to cancel this debt? How is he going to meet this need? How is he going to fix my health problem? Remember, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. I can acknowledge him by what he said in his word. Count it all joy. Well, now I'm a doer of the word and I'm acknowledging him. And then he'll direct my path. So we want to figure out how God's going to do it. And we know all throughout the Bible, which is the owner's manual, the creator's handbook, nobody knew how he was going to do it. Well, nobody nobody knows, knew. Nobody <laughs> knows how you, no, you don't know what's going to happen to you tomorrow. No, I don't. I don't know what's going to happen to you tomorrow. We might say, well, I'm going to go here. I've got plans to go here or go there. But we don't know what's going to happen to us tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen to us 15 minutes from now. What you have to realize is that God has a plan for you and that he's going to work all things to the good mm -hmm. and that we then put ourselves in his hand and trust him to lead us, trust him to guide us, and then follow him wherever he leads us. Right. And, and again, we're going to believe still all things are going to work together for the good. I don't know what tomorrow is going to look like, but because he's given me his word that all things will work together for the good for those who love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. I still, that song, what's that song? No matter what tomorrow brings, I'll be right there with open arms. <laughs> well, see, and something bad, what we think of as bad, might happen to me tomorrow. Might happen to you tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But that he is somehow going to work that to the good. This is what we have to believe. Because life isn't always the way we want it to. You know, you and I are both old enough. We know life isn't fair. You ever heard somebody, man, that's not fair. Man, I, I wasn't very old before I realized life isn't always fair. Yeah. And yet somehow we get, even as I'm 56, you're just a little younger. Somehow even that, we sometimes think, well, life should be fair. Life isn't always what we think of as fair. Things are probably going to happen to me before I die that I would think might be unfair. Yet in all of those things you have to realize God is going to work them to the and good. See, it was like the, the gentleman I was talking to today. That's his thing. Woe me. He always has an organ recital. Woe me. Why is this happening to me? Why am I going through this? Well, life happens. So with that said, I always tell people, because life happens and we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, build yourself up in the Lord. Right. The scripture says in Colossians. So when the rains come and the right. winds come. That's what Jesus said. He says, he who hears these sayings of mine and does them, I'll liken him to a, a wise man who built his house on a rock. So when the rains and the storms came and descended, he stood strong. But I wanted to reference the scripture over here in 1 Peter. This is about us too. Uh, 1 Peter, I mean 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1. He starts off to say, Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those 
who have obtained like precious faith. He's talking to me. because I have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. See, you got to put your name in there. In the knowledge of the Lord and our knowledge of God and our Lord Jesus Christ. As his divine power. See, we're connected to God's divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us from the glory. So we have all things have been provided to us as we increase in the knowledge of God because faith's going to come by hearing and receiving God's word. So that's how you're going to get those promises by studying his word, studying his will. And now you become a partaker as you receive it of his divine nature. Look what he says right here. Verse four by which has been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. As we receive his precious promises, which is his word, you receive them and believe them, you become a partaker of God's divine nature. Why? Because we're in the family of God. We've been redeemed, reconciled. And, and, that's, and, what, that's what it means to be conformed to the likeness of Christ. Right, right. But you have to know... Your covenant. You got to know what God says. I see Christians all the time. They don't know nothing God said. But they just say, well, I know he's going to work it out. Well, what you standing on? What word are you standing on? You need to have. Well, I'm just hoping it's going to work out. The psalmist says, your word I, I've hidden in my heart. And then, then he says, guard your heart with all diligence. Well, you got to guard it because the word is, is, in First Peter says, it's incorruptible seed. When you plant seed in the garden. The word seed in the garden of your heart. Now you got to guard it. You know why? Because the evil one wants to come and steal that seed. That's why real farmers, they put scarecrows out. Because they know the, the birds of the air want to come in and, and devour that seed. So you have to be diligent to guard your heart. Meaning, and here's how we guard our heart. We don't let every, anything come in through the media. Right, we talk about that all the time. Everything. Right, right, you right. You don't have to hear everything. Right, you don't have to receive everything that comes in. Now you might hear it. I hear, you know, conversations all day long. And I just don't receive them. I, I just say, you know, return to sender. Yeah. Address unknown. Yeah, yeah. That's basically <laughs> what you're saying. Because you're going to hear stuff and you have to have your spiritual filter on because your heart, you want your heart to be good ground for the sowing of the seed of the word. So anything that's not of good ground, some bad seed, you don't want it. You want to, you know, and the bad seed that's already in you because you have world programming, it's continually got to be uprooted. It's got to be uprooted. So we're having a good time in here, but again, we just want to uh, reignite Faith on Fire and remind you why we're here. We're here to encourage, build up, and uh, ignite your faith on fire. So continue to have faith in God. We're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. And we want to remind you as you go through this week, continue to walk by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.